This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. I'm Dana Perino. I'm Jason Chaffetz. I'm Rachel Campos-Duffy, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Tuesday, August 30th, 2022. I'm Eben Brown. The U.S. has not only supplied long-range smart missiles and cash to Ukraine but also bullets and guns. So much so, we may be running low. How badly? Ukraine has needed a lot of artillery to stay in that fight. Um, and, and we, along with our allies, have been you know, trying to oblige. Um, obviously, you know, when, when you're providing that much, it can take a toll on, on our own stockpiles. This is the Fox News Rundown War on Ukraine. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. You've heard that the U.S. and European partners have outfitted the Ukrainian military with a lot of things. Missiles that can find the source of radar and blow it up. Drones that can spy as well as kill. And not to mention billions in aid. But now a report in the Wall Street Journal suggests the U.S. own defense stores. Our supply of bullets is low. We've given so much away. In addition to you know the HIMARS and things like that, um, we've you know sent a lot of just your standard M triple seven M seven 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 artillery. John Hardy is a senior research fellow at the Foundation for Defensive Democracies and a military policy expert. He says that while the journal's report is troubling, it is fixable. One hundred fifty five millimeter um, artillery artillery rounds. Uh, I think we've sent around eight hundred thousand or so um, since. Um, uh, since the invasion began, according to military figures. Um, and, you know, that's a lot of artillery. Ukraine and Russia are fighting an artillery war, um, and Ukraine has faced a significant disadvantage um, in that fight just because of the, um, the mass uh, of firepower that Russia is able to bring to bear. Uh, they're both uh, sort of firepower, artillery-heavy militaries, and um, basically the, rest, the way the Russians have been fighting is to just, you know, pound this particular area with artillery until um, Ukrainian forces eventually just kind of move back a few hundred meters and then they do it all over again. So um, Ukraine has needed a lot of artillery to stay in that fight. Um, and, and we, along with our allies, have been you know, trying to oblige. Um, obviously, you know, when, when you're providing that much, it can take a toll on, on our own stockpiles. And uh, you may have seen reports in the Wall Street Journal and elsewhere um, you know, to, to that effect, um, you know, what exactly the, the shortage or the, the potential shortage on our end, you know, looks like how you know severe it is. It's hard to really say based on, you know, the information out there. But, you know, what I would say is it sounds like um, bureaucratic um, sort of obstacles 
are, are the biggest impediment to to replacing whatever we need to replace rather than you know it, i don't think it's it's a it's a situation where we've just set ukraine too much and we need to cut off the taps i think we can we'll be okay if we do if we do the things we need to do when you talk about uh, doing the things we need to do and, and bureaucratic issues, what, what exactly does that mean? What does that look like? Right. So, I mean, just, just based off, you know, again, the, the open source reporting, it sounds like um, the, the divisions within the Pentagon that are responsible respectively for you know, helping Ukraine and then you know, procuring stuff for the U.S. military um, aren't communicating that well. Again, it's just based on, you know, WSJ reporting. Um, so, you know, we're sending stuff and then the, the other side of the organization isn't necessarily acting as um, swiftly as, as maybe we could to replace it. And then, you know, apparently uh, the contracts um, haven't gone out yet to replace this stuff, um, but again, reportedly because of um, just bureaucratic um, sort of not foot dragging, but just, you know, these things take some time in, in, in big bureaucracies like the, like the Pentagon. So. Um, I think if we're moving a little bit more um, with a little bit more agility, uh, I think we'll be okay. I think most Americans who are not necessarily that in tune with the inner workings of our national defense might just think that we have an endless supply of weapons and ammunition. And I think someone picking up the paper and reading this might be shocked to to think that we we could run out of something or could run low of something, and we're for whatever the reason, it's going to take some time to get replenished. Um, you know, th- this this comes, I guess, uh, compare or contrast it to uh, the most recent economic issues where uh, we've had uh, supply chain matters, uh, you know, affect people's regular consumer goods. This is a much different, um, you know, a much different animal considering it's, it's ammunition for national defense. But the average person, what should they take away from this, thinking that, well, hey, our, our soldiers don't have enough bullets, but we've sent a bunch to to Europe to fight a war we're not really involved in. Yeah, you know, I think um, not only in the U.S., but, you know, the U.K. and other allies were all sort of waking up to the realization that you know, in war, nothing is limitless. And um, you can find yourself, if you're in a protracted conflict, um, you know, quickly running low on these things. So. Um, you know, I, I know the Brits are sort of grappling with that same realization. You know, it is it is a reminder of you know um, where you need your stocks to be to, to be on the safe side. But I guess I would just say that you know the U.S. military rightly is uh, very conservative in this estimates and wants to be you know 100% safe for any conceivable scenario. So I, I I wouldn't say just again based on open source reporting, it doesn't sound like the warning signs are like blinking red, but it, it does sound like we need to move quickly to you know replace our stocks. We have been speaking with John Hardy, a senior research analyst at the Foundation for Defensive Democracies. On the Fox News Rundown, War on Ukraine. We'll have more with John straight ahead. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. 
are we handling this the best way we could from a what's the uh, the way to describe it organizationally? I mean, do, would it make better sense to just sort of set up the Ukrainians with the manufacturers instead of coming through us so they could sort of either, you know, source things themselves and, and we could sort of be not be the middleman or is, or is that not a good way to go from from your perspective, someone who's who does this kind of for a living, you know? Yeah, well, so um, we are actually trying to do that. So basically the way we've been helping Ukraine is, is under two different authorities. So one is a presidential drawdown, which means just taking stuff out of uh, U.S. military stocks, like currently existing uh, material. And then the other is, is basically under a law that allows us to um, contract with industry to send stuff to Ukraine. So we've done some of both, and, and we kind of – structure it based on, you know, do the Ukrainians need this right now or is this something that could wait? In some cases, you know, we have no choice but to, to go to industry. So we, we do both. Um, the Ukrainians, in terms of manufacturing in their own country, you know, that, that's, that's problematic for obvious reasons. Um, you know, the Russians have destroyed a lot of their defense industry and, and they're going to have a, a tough time to rebuild that. But yes, going forward, um, absolutely. Um, you know, any assistance that the U.S. and allies can provide and, you know, getting Ukraine's defense industry back up on its feet, um, you know, I think would be would be beneficial for all of us in the long term. But even if it's, a say, an American or European manufacturer, but just having that business deal directly with Ukraine as opposed to having it sourced through the U.S. government. I mean, is that is that a, a possibility or is that something that we shouldn't do? You know, that, that's a good question. I, I think the Pentagon would would like to to be involved just because, you know, these, these manufacturers have limited capacity. Um, you know, it's always going to be finite, whatever the, the number of the annual production capacity is. So I think, you know, we'd want to have uh, be involved in that conversation. Um, you know, I've never done Pentagon procurement, so that's uh, probably a, a better question for someone else. But that'd be my guess. And I guess lastly, I'd, I'd ask you, um, you know, there's a whole other side to war that most people, again, probably don't think of, and that's the economics of it. This, all of this costs money. Fighting a war, whether you're on offense or defense, is very, very expensive uh, because you have a lot of stuff that you go through, namely ammunition. It costs money to, to procure. It costs money to manufacture. Um, and we're looking at a war that is now six months old that is really not accomplished anything for either side how much how much more money gets spent on something like this before people start you know whether it's russia or ukraine or everyone else when people begin to say all right enough you know we've this isn't you're not solving anything here yeah i mean that, that's a great question i definitely i definitely understand the sentiment i would say first you know for ukraine their fighting definitely has has done something it's preserved their independence uh, their existence as an independent, sovereign, democratic state with the capital in Kiev. And, and, you know, that's no small feat. Um, second, I would just say that from the U.S. and allied perspective, you know, a, a war directly with Russia would far exceed the costs we spend on, you know, supporting Ukraine. So defeating Putin and making sure he knows that aggression in Europe will not pay, I think, is a good investment. Um, from a you know, financial and security standpoint on our side. John Hardy, you're a senior research analyst at the Foundation for Defense of Democracies. Thank you so much for being with us on the Fox News Rundown War on Ukraine. Thank you. Great to be with you. 
You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. I'm Charles Payne. Listen to my Unstoppable Prosperity podcast so I can get you making money right now. Whether stocks are hitting new all-time highs or in freefall mode, opportunities abound. So why are so many potential investors still sitting on the sidelines? In a new season of my podcast, I'm going to get you in the game. After 38 years on Wall Street, I'm ready to impart some lessons and get you invested in the greatest wealth-generating machine in history. Listen anytime, everywhere at foxbusinesspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.